Like you have the skill set of if you have the skill set of hard work and you have a good head on your shoulders, that's gonna take you ten times farther than any natural talent or anything. Like just those fundamental things when you're asking. If there is an opportunity that seems impossible, but it is like the most amazing opportunity and it's something that you want. The only time you are for sure out is if you don't ask. You do not give yourself a chance unless you ask. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fortify podcast, where our goal is to talk about all things that are hopefully fortifying to you and to your local community. So today we're going to be talking about ways for your kids to build an entrepreneurial spirit in finding ways to fund their activities perhaps pay for college, and even maybe start a business. And to do that, I've asked two of my kids to share all the ways that they were able to make money while they were growing up to fund the activities they wanted to do. This has also paved the way for them to pay for college and for starting their own business. When my husband and I made the decision to homeschool our eight children, we also made that decision knowing we would be a single-income family. Now, because of this, there were limits in the budget to what activities we could support of all of our kids. So this also meant when it came to considering college, our kids knew well ahead of time that if college was an option they were considering, they knew from a young age that they would have to work hard in order to gain any scholarship money they might have to be eligible for. So my goal in sharing this message is just to encourage any of you who think that your limited income might limit your children's opportunities. Take heart, it doesn't have to be that way. Necessity has always been the mother of invention, and when your kids really want something, they'll find a way to make it happen. They just need your encouragement to know that they can. So today, please welcome my son Joshua and daughter Kristen. Hello. Oh, hello, mother. <laughs> Hi, mother. How are you? Oh, good. So anyway, I just kind of want to hand the mic over to them and just let them... Uh, kind of say how they, they've been able to do this. And I, I think starting with Joshua, Joshua's 26 now, and he has uh, he's used his entrepreneurial skills that really developed, I would say, all the way back when he was a youngster selling lemonade at the end of the driveway. And today he's built a very successful, profitable business for himself and also helps others to do the same. But he went from selling lemonade as, I don't, I mean, he was under 10, and then you started, when bread, we moved, yeah. set, started selling bread at the yeah. age of 11 when we moved here to Indiana. And then before you could drive, you were, I mean, you were always looking for a job, but, you know, yeah. started butchering chickens. Yeah. And then had... The gun range, which you... Well, yeah, worked, worked down too. the street and then did butchering chickens and that led into uh, eggs. Hotel. Oh, that, yeah, then that, you sold eggs because right. we had and that. And then worked at the hotel and then that led to one thing to the next to the next. I mean, it was always and then yeah. the hay business. Hay business, which and didn't, uh, didn't even work out. But lots of life lessons there. For yeah. Sure. So, and yeah. I guess that's just it. I and I think of Kristen working with, who who Kristen is now almost twenty, um, college student, um, and just had a young age was very interested. She picked a very expensive hobby in horses, but just all super expensive. It's a drug. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all the last lessons you've learned with all of that. But I guess Joshua, we'll start with you, and just in a way. Um, to use this time to encourage maybe a young listener saying, yeah. okay, 
oh my gosh, it's COVID and I, you know, I can't do this. And oh, my parents don't have the money for that. And so yeah. how do I, what do I do? Yeah. So first off, I kind of want to take a slightly different approach to it in the sense of like before we talk about tactical ways, because I think that's important, right? Like give real life examples, give like actual real things. But before that, I think one of the things that served me super, super well early on, and I know that, you know, now and for a super, super quick context of what I do, like I help a lot of like businesses launch online profitable businesses. So like I'll work with startup entrepreneurs, people that are just getting into the game all the way up to successful companies. But like the thing that really made the difference early on, I think with what you and dad instilled in me was this idea that like, if you set your mind to something like you could accomplish it. Right. And so like early on when I was like 11 or 12 or 13 years old, like just getting started, like I had this just urging desire. Like I just wanted to make money. Right. And so like, I think having like committing to that outcome of saying like, I know it's possible to make money, right? Like other people are doing it. I might not understand how it's possible for me to do it, but like first, when you're, if you're 12 years old right now listening to this, or you have a 12 year old kid or a 14 year old kid or 16 year old kid, uh, instilling in them. And if you are that kid, like understanding, like I might not know how to right now, but like, I'm going to commit, right? I'm going to, I like, I am committed to figuring out a way to make money. Like that's the first step. Because if you commit, then you're going you're gonna to start looking for ways to actually go through and do it, right? And so, like, the reason I didn't get discouraged or the reason I didn't quit or stop looking at the very beginning, because it took me a while, right? lots of failures, right, Like, is because, like, not making money wasn't an option. Okay, I just want to interject here for a minute. Yeah. And then it, it doesn't necessarily have to be just making money, right, whereas right. the case yeah, with Kristen, so, she just wanted right opportunity more to so. make. With horses being with horses. such an expensive right. thing, so, it's right. like where everyone has a so, hundred or half a million dollar creature, and like I'm like, oh, I work with nothing. <laughs> so, um, really, like so, it was non-existent so you for me. So created opportunity. opportunity. So right. it may be creating money, right. or it may be creating opportunity. Like whatever that thing is, like that, and, and I'm talking both to you, the kid right now, if you're listening, or or the parent right now, the mom that's you know, oh man, I've got this 12 year old kid or this 14 year old kid. Like encourage them to get clear on what it is that they want, and exactly. if that's just more opportunity, great. Like Kristen wanted to do horses. I just wanted to make money, right? Like that's all I wanted because I thought that was my ticket to freedom. So like whatever it is, like don't discourage that. And I think this is like, you know, one of the things that you and dad did well, it was like, okay, cool. If you want to do that, you're going to have to figure out a way to do that. You never discouraged what we wanted to do. Yeah, and I'll add a comment on that too, is that once again, mom and dad never discouraged it, but once we kind of figured it out, then we could like come to mom and dad and say, hey, like, could you help me out here, here, and here? Right. And sometimes they would say yes, and sometimes they would say no. But and because my parents or mom and dad didn't really know like anything about horses, right. so I could not Nothing. be like, "Hey, like, can you help me start? Can you horses? help me start this?" Right? I had to go figure it out on my own, and then kind of backtrack and say, "Hey, like, I really could use your help in this one particular area." Like, could you drive into this horse show every? Yeah, you know, exactly. like, so there might be a lot of driving. Right. So pinpointing, but, but like, I had no, I, yeah. I, I had zero knowledge of horses, and, and so I, as a parent, being really open to saying, like, "Okay, I don't know anything about maybe my kid's interest or even my kid's job," like. But being able to just back them if they come to, especially, you know, with an idea and saying, hey, like, yeah, that sounds feasible. Yeah, yeah, just whatever's feasible. I wanted to make a quick point on Joshua when he just said, I thought money was my ticket to freedom. Joshua no longer thinks that. But I just wanted to clarify that when, oh, this kid just thinks money's the ticket to freedom. So I just wanted to clarify at the the time. time, Right. I was like, hey, I'm I'm a broke kid. Right. Yeah. Like we don't, there's a single income household, you know, lots, I got to make my own way. Yeah. Right. So anything yeah. I want, I just knew that I needed to learn that skill. Right. 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 And yeah, obviously yeah. not that. So I think, but like, I think that that's really important because we can give you all the tactics and, and let's, you know, let's talk about that for sure. But like, 
you can teach them all the tactics, but if they're not committed to it, like the first time they hit a roadblock or the first time that something comes up, the first time they, you know, have any form of setback, they're gonna be like, well, this sucks. But like, yeah. you know, I'm, I give up. Yeah, so, I don't think I can overstress the importance of just being able to define like a at. motivator or like what you want. Yeah, right. where you're at and where you want to head, direction. Right. Some it's tangible. crucial until you figure out what you want it in yeah. life. But right, but well, but, right, whatever. The, the main point of saying that was like, be able to define your outcome, even if that's a very short-term goal. Like, don't start down a path until you roughly know what it is that you want, right? Right, and and yeah. just making it a short-term goal right. and just know, and and just, yes, setbacks, and know ahead of time that setbacks, because both of you have had huge, huge, huge set, setbacks. Huge setbacks, but that's just been part of, yeah. um, just part of the journey. It's part and, of the equation. And I mean, part you don't of the growth. get success or opportunities without failure. It doesn't, like, the equal sign equals success. I mean, that comes with, like, X equals failure. Whatever. Right, right, <laughs> right, for sure. So I think, like, I think that's important. And so defining the outcome, whether that's, I just want to ride horses more. Like, that's an outcome, okay. right? Or I just want to make $500, right? That's an outcome. Uh, I just want to be able to, you know, be able to ride, I don't know, in a, in a sports car, like in a dirt, you know, a dirt bike track. I don't know, like, whatever that thing is, right. like, that you have. I want to play piano more. Okay, cool. There's your outcome. Now everything you do should like be revolved around that. And so I think for me, like starting out and it's, it's interesting. Cause I've like, I'm trying to think back into like the time, like when I was restricted and I, you know, like maybe I didn't have my license or I had limited capabilities or whatever. Like for me, I had to go start looking for like, what are, I think, I think one of the big conceptions about making money specifically or like creating opportunity is that like, you've got to, you've got to create the whole thing or like, you've got to do everything simply by going and like getting next to it or like being near something like opens up a lot of opportunities. I think back, back when our older brother, Kyle, right? Mm -hmm. Like he wanted to do debate. What's the first thing that we did when we got here into Indiana? Like we were there for like two days and he's like online looking for speech and debate tournaments. No, he, he, he found, he found, um, Donna and Ray Reich, but when we were still in California, he found a debate club. So perfect. So and so he just, like you said, to be around it. And there, there again, I think Kyle's a good example. Kyle, who's our late, my late son and, and their um, older brother, um, who um, just, he started too, just when we moved here, just mowing lawns for the neighbors and, right. and doing whatever he could. And then he, he literally interned him, shipped his way working for uh, political people in the area and never made a dime, but all of that funded his college, college right. because right. of the letter letters of recommendation and um, all of those things, which just yeah. led to scholarships. Yeah. So I think like understanding the direction that you're going and like, I totally get it that like Kyle knew what he wanted to do. So there's going to be kids out there that are like, man, in four years from now, I know exactly where I want to go to school. I know exactly what I want to study. And that's amazing. If you got four years, five years, six years to start preparing for that, don't worry about making money, right? Don't like just focus on doing anything that you can like Kyle did to get close to that. But if you were like me, I have no idea what I wanted to do when I was yeah. 14 years old. You just needed a car at one point. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you had right. to be able to pay insurance. Right. And that may right. be the first goal. And that, and that was, like, you know, and that the, was like with first... autumn right now. Right. Just like how, how do I come up with enough money to buy a car? Right. Like if that's the thing. Right. And so getting close to the opportunity and then being like understanding that a lot of times what you're going to get. And I'm going to use specifically the example of money. If you're trying to make some extra income right now, like COVID's crazy. Everything's going on. It's like all insane. Understanding that like where money is going to be made or what you're going to be paid for is probably not like it probably doesn't already exist. Meaning like 
you're probably not going to go and fill out a formal job application and be like, okay, here's your starting salary or blah, blah, blah. Like you're going to have to go and be the person that gets creative with it or like comes up with an opportunity that's going to solve a solution. Well, which is like Kristen, because right now, I mean, you do have your regular job, but what are you doing? You're Instacarting. Oh, you're you're driving home and you're like, oh, here's an Instacart. Yeah, it's definitely kind of jumping ahead a bit. But like going back to the COVID thing of like, yeah, looking around at like what's really prevalent in the COVID era, like, yeah, Instacarting or like house cleaning or like there's people don't want to go out. So like, you know, if you're like a party, if like if you used to make income hosting parties or whatever, and then um, like then that's taken away. So looking for, I mean, like entrepreneurship 101 looking for somewhere that where there's not already value I don't like well it's going going where there's a need and find yeah, you know creating yeah. a solution for that right mm-hmm. and so like and I think people overthink that a lot like for example like I when I for I think back when I I mean I just first moved out I had just gotten my own apartment right and I was like super super paycheck to paycheck broke right and so I'm like okay what is the fastest way to make cash and this is when Uber was just like just starting out right and so what did I do I was like sweet my car qualified by one year right to drive for Uber because I didn't have a new car or anything right? right and so I one year I was like sweet so sounds good I started driving for Uber well then I'm sitting there in Uber one time right and someone was like oh man and this is and this is actually how I fa- found out about this he was like oh man I like heard him talking in the back seat yeah and there was this item they wanted it was like this massage chair right and he's like man I would have paid like 100 bucks for that thing and I was like wait a second I literally saw one of those at Goodwill the last time I was there for five dollars right or like ten dollars it was like something super small and I was like okay h- hold on a second he's going and I hear him talking in the back seat that he's looking on like Facebook marketplace or it might not have been Facebook maybe it was Peddler's Post back then I don't remember what it was but like some place for looking for this. And I was like, I literally saw that for $5 or $10 at Goodwill. So after I got off, like stopped driving for Uber, the next day after work, I went back to Goodwill. I bought that thing for $10. It was the massage. It was still there for $10. And I went and put it on Peddler's Post for $50. And I, I made $40, right? Yeah, well, there's, I, would, right? I think I have a friend that's their business. They buy right. stuff and then resize. Right. They, they've made a big business. Big, right, and I know people that make tens of thousands of dollars a month doing that. Yeah. Right? I mean, like that's large yeah. at scale for sure. Right. But like, Think about that. No one's going to, there's no textbook. There's no course you're going to take. That's be like, Hey, listen to people in the back of Uber and find out what, you know what I mean? (laughs) But you know what I'm saying though? But so having that opportunity of like, okay, if my goal is to, and I'm just going to use the example of making money because you want to buy a car, right? If my goal is I want to buy a car and I need $2,500. Okay. My immediate need is how do I get, like, how do I get money? right? Right. So like, if I know that people are willing to pay a hundred bucks for something or $50 for something and I know where to find it for 10, I'm doing them a service right. by finding that and listing it, you know, and, and going and sell it to them. So it's like simple things like that, break, you know, baking bread, uh, you know, that I did early on. I, I went and I was like, Hey, here's a skill set that I know. And when we would make bread, anytime we would go yeah. to church, Joshua or to any, bread basket. That's what it was called, Joshua bread basket. And so like, what did I do? I was like, okay, wait, people like homemade fresh bread. Everywhere we go, like whatever we take it, people would love it. I'm like, I bet you I could sell this. And so what did we do? We went and I, and, and then here's and the we thing. lived in a neighborhood. We right. don't, and, and we and, don't anymore, but like we live and, but like no one's going to give you permission. There's nobody going to be like, Hey, go knock on all your neighbor's door and see if they want bread. Right. But like, I have to go do it. Th- think of the, the super like a co- economics and, and you know, business one Oh one or making money, not even business, like making one 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 you need a product, you need a seller and you need a buyer. Right. So like, if you have a product to sell, whether that's your time, a service, a product, whatever, you need a buyer. The buyers aren't coming to you. Right. Like no one's going lining up to hand you money. Right. We'd all love that, but that doesn't happen. So how, like if you're 12 years old right now, 
be like, man, what skill do I have? Is it sewing? Is it knitting? Is it, you know, whatever piano play that that's Those beautiful some... cards that you that you could oh yeah right. i literally cards. totally forgot about that yeah yeah so like I... what could i put together and then who who could potentially buy it and like i want to tell this super quick story about this because like i think it helps a lot like one summer i did door-to-door sales okay well it wasn't even door-to-door sales i just i sold you know like i sold stuff and i knocked on 500 doors 500 and i made one sale okay so 500 doors going now, around. These, now, okay, do you really think it was that many, a 500 to one ratio? A hundred, five, I have a, th- this is when I was selling insurance. Okay. I have an actual, like there was an actual spreadsheet. Okay. I kept okay. count. Okay. Like I, it was part of my job. <laughs> that yeah. seems like uh, Right, but I, horrible. every, right. But what I'm saying is, is like that one sale, I was like, oh, why did you buy? And then he's like, well, because you said blah, 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 blah. I was like, sweet. So guess what? Like within two weeks later, the second sale was made. It took me the whole summer to make that first one, but like two weeks later, I made the second sale. And those were bigger commission sales. But like, don't get discouraged if you're there and you get a no, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna have that setback. But like, if you're just looking for, like you're not here to build a multi-million dollar business. You're not in this for the rest of your life. You're looking there to say, I have a product that somebody wants to buy. Yeah. How do I make them want to do think, that? I think, I mean, I just think to, to, to achieve this goal. To kind of right. like stop overthinking it too. I mean, yeah. and just in the course of, like Josh said, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of overthinks, but even if you're 12 or 13, it's like, Okay, you can like go like weed gardens, right? Like yep. in the summertime, oh, yeah, like you do in that. the wintertime, you like do. you can go, I mean, shovel snow, you can go, like there's just, there's, a, I mean, obviously if you're 12 or 13, your skill set is so drastically different than if you're like 16 or 17 and you, and have how your you can communicate and, and right. all that stuff and your ability to sell. But like, okay, like you think of like, okay, like what things need just like extra people, extra hands, yeah. maybe it's moving, like just, you can be honest and real with your limitations and be like, yes, I'm literally a 13 year old kid that needs money. Um, you know, but I cannot go. <laughs> That's a huge strength, by the way. Like if you can play that, oh my gosh, I'm a 13 year old kid and I need money. People are like soft spot for people right there. Right. Oh, like come weed my garden, come walk my dogs. I mean, like I clean a house, but then the kids across the street come over and let the dogs out and play with the dogs and they get paid on a weekly basis. I mean, by letting out some dogs and playing with them for a couple. I mean, right. it's good money. Um, well, and but as you say, trading time for a service. So if you go back to your early days with horses, the way that you paid for lessons was to clean Yeah, stalls. and so that's a huge thing. I think going back to opportunity. So I, it doesn't matter if, like, if you're a tennis player and you want to get better at playing tennis, but tennis lessons are $100 because you want to play with the best or you want to have the best coach in the area. Like, I get that. Like, the quality of, like, instruction or the quality of things around you. Like, yeah, like this... Uh, and you need more money to do that you know all, like money is just like a form of payment too I mean the amount of times that I was able to just work and show up and just clean stalls and um, just help and ex- kind of exchange that and kind of reduce the cost of it is really really huge and so um, which is, is which is why it's super important to know what it is that you want yeah to do. it's really really huge because otherwise you'll be if wasting your, goal your time is a car but if you're just like helping this random like person out at a barn or at tennis, like right. you're not going anywhere. So it's speaking solely in terms of opportunity, knowing that I want more riding time. I would like to ride more horses. I would like to train with this person. How can I do that? Okay, well, now, I did so the how, math. Hold on, let, let, yeah. how, how did you? So you wanted, I mean, you've trained with some pretty high level trainers yeah, absolutely and like <laughs> haven't really paid for it at all uh, yeah with actual you... physical cash I mean I've paid like a fraction of the price with you know but I've with actual cash but with my time I've invested so much into it 
So but like I mean, how long have, it, how long were you at that though before you got to that high level? I mean, a couple, doing- I mean, a couple of years. I mean, well, it's actually been, I mean, half of my life, really. Right. Um, which isn't necessarily that long. But, I mean, it starts, I mean, you have to, like, Josh, going back to what Josh said, you have to be, um, you have to be in it. You have to be up up against it. You have to be immersed in it to some extent. So, literally, if you're interested in horses, like, go take riding lessons. Okay, so you kind of, like, get the, so that upfront cost might, it might be a payment, but you could also go to, like, with horse people, People always need help of some sort. Like, find if tennis, like, if they need tennis balls picked up, they need the tennis area cleaned. Like, say, hey. Can I actually yeah. come in here really quick? So, like, I have the unique uh, experience and, and really cool opportunity. Like, I've worked with a lot of very wealthy people. And, like, understand the very, very first thing that a wealthy person will part with their money. Like, the easiest way to get someone to pay you money is by freeing up their time. Because money to a rich person, and like you're talking about horse riding lessons or anybody with opportunity, and like don't think we're not talking like uber incredibly wealthy people. I'm talking like just people that are well off, even right. Like they want, they don't want to. Do, man, I make, I make a hundred. They want to wash their dishes. Here. They right. don't want to vacuum their floor. Right. Oh, cool. I can trade you a couple hundred dollars for that. Like to someone with that, like that makes good money. They're just gonna get that in their next paycheck, whatever. Right. So, so like, don't under- feel bad if someone pays you money to do something. Well, and, I guess that's too. That's and another understand lesson. your lowest barrier to entry. And I want you, I want you really to pay attention to this, especially that the kids that are listening right now. Okay. The easiest way to get somebody to give you money is to do a task that they don't want to do. Yeah. That is the very easiest way at the very, very minimum. There's other ways, right? But like, if you're like, I need money this week, right? Or I need money this week. Or opportunity this week. Yeah. Like what, or opportunity. What's that Mm -hmm. thing that I need? Cool. What is it? The person that has what I want or has access to what I want. What are something that I can do for them that they don't want to do that they will either pay me for or exchange me for for what I want? And how I do this to make this super practical because I want to make sure that there's an actual tangible takeaway here is like I and I still do this to this day. Like every week we do this exercise is I literally write down on a piece of paper potential opportunities. So I sit down and I'm like, okay. Like for me, I am looking for maybe partners that I'm going to sell to them, right? I'm like, who, I'll go to my team and I'll say, what are 50, who are 50 people? I need 50 names on this list that are a potential opportunity that we could sell to, right? So for you, if you're like, hey man, okay, I'm 15 years old right now, or I'm 17 years old right now, and I want to clean houses, like that's your skill set. You're really, really good at cleaning. I'm just making something up, right? Okay, who are 50 people that you know that you could potentially clean their house for? And if you make that list, now your brain is like, okay, there are 50 different opportunities in front of me. And guess what? 45 of them could be a no. Five of them could be a yes, and you could make several hundred dollars or get your opportunity. No offense, Josh, but like at the age of 15, there's no way I could have ever created a list of 50 people. Like, just not impossible. Okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to, but, but think about that though. Yeah. Yes, you could. Hey, mom, who do you know? Hey, dad, who do you know? Hey, best friend, who do you know? You don't even need to know the person. Exactly. Yeah, so, right? that's true. Once again, so like, that's opportunity. True. Right. Rainy. So like thinking, <laughs> like thinking about that. And so for me, like what I did early on after that Uber experience, right? Yeah. After I started driving for Uber and I started realizing, okay, wow, uh, I can find stuff at Goodwill for $5 or $10 and sell it for 50 on in Peddler's Post or on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. What's the very next thing I did? I was like, cool. How many other opportunities like this could I think of? Right. What are the easiest ways to make money that I could do 
and for me it was after work or in the early mornings, right? Because I had a I had a regular nine to five job and I was barely you know making it by, and so I was like, okay, so Uber was one of them, right? And flipping stuff on Facebook Marketplace was one of them, and going around and washing people's cars was one of, them. and so I just started making this list, and so now I think having lists is huge, dude. Like I don't think that can be overemphasized. Like I could pull out lists of like okay this is what I want this is the priority of what I want like if I could choose this clinic or this show it's gonna be this one because I can't yeah. afford both okay these people um you know who's gonna offer me the best opportunity okay why are they gonna offer me the best opportunity oh I'm not sure who will have the best opportunity I, but writing it down instead of I mean like literally I would like think about it bed and I would like forget about it the next morning but having literal lists yeah I mean I have them all over and um, whether it be making money opportunity, but really, really, yeah, writing stuff down, whether it be creating a list of 50 people, whether it be priorities. Yeah, I, again, with creating opportunities, going back to I think what both of you said is putting yourself in front of those people or or in spaces where, okay, I guys, really want... That can be... An, let let, okay. let mom finish. I okay, so I think, of, I think of you with horses and how you... Put yourself out there, even to the point where, I mean, you wrote, you wrote, like, you you had started a blog and you wrote a blog post and, like, some some magazine picked it up. Or, um, like, with Kyle putting himself out. Guys, in, you got to talk to people. you got to email people. I went, before I went to Florida and worked with horses, I sent, like, 35 emails out to a bunch of super busy horse professionals. I mean, these people are, like, Olympic riders. These aren't just people in Fort Wayne, Indiana, like, Olympians. I sent emails to them and said, hey, here's my experience. Uh, would, you know, like, what would you recommend me doing? I asked all of these professionals who are literally out there living my dream and then said, hey, like, what would you recommend? What would you recommend a kid like me doing? And then if they responded, some of them did, some of them didn't, then off of that, and then it'd be like, okay, like, what's the possibility that I could come work for you? Like, what yeah. would that look like? How much does it cost to train with you? Can I work for yeah. you? Like, yeah. that so is huge. Like, no one, no one's going to call okay, you. Okay, and actually, no big right, person's right. going to call you. Okay. 100%. And I think... That right there, I, that I was saving this for like my parting piece of advice at the end of the podcast. But I will say this, like, chances are if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're either A, you are homeschooled, or B, you're very familiar with the homeschool community, okay? People are blown away by homeschoolers because like, I know you might not understand it or see it, they're hard workers, and people know that. And because of that, when you... Like you have the skill set of if you have the skill set of hard work and you have a good head on your shoulders, that's gonna take you ten times farther than any natural talent or anything. Like just those fundamental things when you're asking. If there is an opportunity that seems impossible, but it is like the most amazing opportunity and it's something that you want, the only the only time you are for sure out is if you don't ask. You do not give yourself a chance unless you ask. And I cannot tell you how many times, I mean, I can think of so many stories that aren't even necessarily relevant to this, but like so many times that like everyone told me, they're like, there's no way you get that. And I send an email or I pick up the phone and call or I show up and I'm sitting in front of, you know, a dude worth a hundred million dollars or I'm sitting in front of, you know, a guy that like, there's no reason I should be there, but because I was the dude that was like, hey, would you pay me to do that? Or like, hey, can I do that? They're like, yeah, sure. Whether it was, you know, 14 or 15 years old, yeah. riding in places or, you know, my, now. So ask and like be respectful about it. Be okay with a no, but like. Be okay with a no, that's for sure. Right, yeah. Be like, okay with a no. If your hopes and dreams are going to be crushed with a singular no, you have a much different problem. Yeah. <laughs> but that is huge. Yeah, yeah. just don't, don't, be don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Uh, expect no's, expect trials, but just keep, 
doing the next right thing. Yeah. And I think it's really important too when it comes to, um, well, cars. And then I think another big thing and another big question that a lot of people are like, oh, college, like to go to college and debt and all this thing with like money and stuff like that. Um, I think it's really important to know, like if you're investing your time in something, maybe like a job that's paying minimum wage or an internship that's paying nothing at all, going back to, you know, Kyle's story. Um, be careful when you are maybe doing an internship or, you know, volunteer position or something like that. Just be aware, um, where you're putting your time because time is your, is far more valuable than money. And it's really easy to exchange time for money, but going to college and, you know, when you start looking at scholarships and, uh, applying for that, I mean, I, 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 I'm in college myself and I was able to, I was able to get a full ride because of, I would say my extensive resume and just some planning and, what's the um, takeaway from this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my first time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just say definitely ask for, I guess I'm heading where I'm heading is that don't be afraid to do things without getting paid. Like internships, like can really, really, really pay off like connections and stuff like that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think if, as long as you know where it is that you're going, money's not the only asset. Yeah. And so you can ask for, I mean, like you think about Kyle, Kyle asked for some big favors for people from people like letters of recommendation or like referrals or like things that like yeah, and the, the average that person opens right. the door to the next thing to the next like thing. you couldn't ask a congressman yeah. to give you a recommendation unless you put in the dues yeah. to do that he didn't get paid for it but like you can't buy well you can't buy a or a the same thing with horses like you, so many times yeah. like i never had to pay for stuff because i worked 12 14 18 hours a day and the exchange i mean like i got opportunities that money actually could not buy me Literally too buy, yeah. yeah so i think that's really important too to not just completely, depending upon where you're going and where you're headed, definitely weigh the options of, you know, looking at opportunities that money might not be able to buy and looking at the possible outcomes of things that are not just money. Um, and that's totally, totally dependent upon what, where you are headed and sure. what you are looking for. for sure. Right. And don't I just be like, oh, well, it'll, it's a good opportunity, but it doesn't pay that much. No, be responsible. Yeah. Be responsible with money. That's huge, huge, huge. Yeah. But so, definitely don't be afraid to take things that can lead to opportunities. Yeah, the other sure. thing is, um, you know, I think the overriding, one of the overriding principles here is, is that you do have to put in the work. You know, you do have to work hard. You do have to, um, you know, commit to it. It's not like you can just be, you know, thinking, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, if there was like a framework or a, a path to follow here, it would be step one, identify where it is that you want to get to. Whether that's in one week, one month, or five years, like there's got to be a goal that it is. Step two, figure out all of the ways to get close to that opportunity yes. whether that is getting close to money or getting close to riding horses or getting close to the college you want to get to that's step two number one identify where you're going number two figure out ways to get close to that and then number three take massive action towards making that happen and whether that you know you're not going to have massive success probably in the first day or the first week or the first three weeks but if you have that outcome that you're going towards you're going to be able to make money and one of the biggest misconceptions right now just with COVID and everything is like oh my gosh people are not spending money or oh my gosh like there's no opportunity opportunity out there. I know that's like the, the narrative that wants to be fed, but I promise you from firsthand experience of being around it right now is probably one of the greatest opportunities to make money, uh, in the history of what that we've been alive. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just want to thank both of you guys for, for taking time out to sit with me and, uh, be a guest. And, uh, actually if it weren't for Joshua, I 
wouldn't even have a podcast because <laughs> well, he, 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 he puts it all together. And I just hope that this message has encouraged you or your kids to just know that opportunity exists out there. For sure. And uh, just be motivated to make it happen because you can definitely make it happen. For sure. Thank you so much, guys. A postscript to this interview. We did this podcast episode right before Christmas. A few days after New Year's, Kristen left for Florida for the semester. She laid out a proposal to the college she has her scholarship with as to why it would be beneficial for her to have the opportunity to do all of her classes online and out of state. They agreed. Thus, she'll be spending the semester making a considerable amount of money galloping racehorses and working with some of the best trainers in the country. Again, we don't have the family income that would naturally allow this opportunity, nor would I as her parent, knowing nothing about horses, have any clue how to make this happen. But she did, and your kids can make it happen too. Just like Joshua and Kristen said in the interview, and my other kids have done as well, have a goal, work hard, and ask. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out the show notes for helpful links discussed in today's episode. Until next time, may you be a fortifier to the world around you.